Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, I'm sure that this is a subject that comes up with you in your practice. Um, it certainly comes up, I think, for many people just in the normal course of their relationships, whether that is the relationship they have with a significant other or a friend or family member, perhaps. Mm -hmm. It's the question about when you may be enabling somebody else's issues rather than really helping them. And I think there's a temptation uh, for those of us who care about other people to try and weigh in and be helpful. But there's a very fine line, as we both know, uh, between helping somebody and helping them to undo themselves, <laughs> helping them in the wrong direction, if you will. You are so right. So d uh, am I right that this yes. is something you run across? Yes. And in and to your initial statement, not just in my practice, but in real relationships every day, too. You know, there and and I happen to be a parent of, you know, young adult children or, you know, children becoming young adults at this point. My son just graduated from high school and there's this this dance that we do also as parents and figuring out how much help you should give as you try to ensure that your kids can stand on their own two feet and um, whether or not where too much is too much. Where is that line? I, I struggle with that sometimes as a parent because my husband and I, you know, fortunately can afford to do a lot of things for our kids that, um, we did not have done for us, not because our parents didn't necessarily have the means, but they might not, they might not have had whether the will to do it sometimes mm -hmm. or, you know, just the expendable income, so to speak, mm -hmm. that we have positioned ourselves to be able to have where our kids are concerned. And so figuring out, you know, how much is too much? Am I, am I preventing them from being independent and am I handicapping them in some way? Am I helicopter parenting in some way? And then where friendships are concerned, I have a friend I can think of right this second that um, struggles with the truth sometimes. That's the nicest way I could probably say yeah. it, you know, yeah. and I know it and I know why they struggle with it. And sometimes I wrestle with whether or not I'm enabling the individual by not calling some of the falsehoods on the carpet um, to have to face it. And then there's the part of you that just doesn't even want to deal with what's going to come with that. Sometimes you don't feel like the fight, the argument, the tension. Um, so you just kind of let it go. But in letting it go, are you enabling the individual to mm -hmm. continue this kind of behavior with other people, not just yourself? So finding and figuring out where the lines are in various relationships is a very real question. So I so appreciate this from the audience because I think we all struggle with it in some form or another, even professionally. So is, is there some set of signposts, some clues that we could look for to identify when we're behaving in this enabling way? I don't know, and this is my personal perspective, I don't know that there are specific totems 
so to speak. Mm -hmm. What I will say is there might be um, a few little checkpoints here and there, um, breadcrumbs, if you might, Mm -hmm. um, that we might want to be more sensitive to. One of which is um, when we are watching an individual become a lesser version of themselves as a Mm. byproduct of our unwillingness to address the issue. I think that while growth is everybody's personal responsibility, there is an environment that helps to nurture that. And in healthy friendships and healthy relationships, we nurture each other's growth. And when we have to say something or need to say something, because it's coming from a place of genuine love and interest in the best version of that other person, because you believe in that, then the source from which those statements, commentaries, critiques even come from are a genuinely good place. And a lot of times in those relationships, our friends and our partners and our family can hear that in it, that they know you want the best for them, even if the critique, the critique might sting just a little bit. Um, But it's so encapsulated by love, there's a knowingness in that. But I think that when you, when we recognize that there's, that we are helping someone be a lesser version of themselves is one of those signposts, breadcrumbs or totems, maybe that we, we, we may really want to take a good look at. Yeah. I think many times we will avoid the, the issue. We'll avoid the issue because we don't want to be overly critical. We don't want to put a relationship at risk. Right. And this is difficult ground to be on, um, to, to call somebody out on... Their stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I had a colleague years ago who was a brilliant writer. And whenever we had a really difficult thing that we needed to communicate, we gave him the, the task of writing um, the communication. Um, and, and he was just so deft. Um, and, Masterful. And I don't want to call this a trick because it really wasn't a trick. What he did was to take the negative, push it to the side, and find... Um, something positive to talk about that came from the opposite direction to shed light on the thing that we had to convey. Right. And I've found in my own experience that that's a particularly good way to enter into a conversation about something that's emotionally fraught. You know, is to is to instead focus in on. And I, I had a conversation recently. I won't. Uh, go into the details of it, but uh, I was asked a question by a friend about some behavior they'd engaged in, what my opinion of it was. Well, so, you know, you you put one foot, or your friend has just put one of your feet on a landmine, and the question (laughs) is, how do you elegantly step off without setting off the explosion? And, 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 you know, so I paused, which is not just a useful thing to do, but to gather my wits, and my answer was, to say to him, you know, I think you already know the answer to that. Mm. You know, you're you're better than that. Mm. You're better than that. I've seen you when you've done this and this and this and this, talking about positive things right. that this right. individual had done. Right. Because the truth was, in asking that question, what he was looking for was 
some validation for something that he had to know mm-hmm. wasn't right. Got had it. to know, or he wouldn't have asked the question. He was already troubled by it. And so, you know, he was looking for somebody to tip the balance and hopefully in his direction or in a positive direction. So I didn't want to upset the apple cart, but at the same time, I didn't want to let him off. Because the truth was, he was better than that. He wasn't acting at his noblest, at his best. He wasn't being the person he could be in that moment. He was letting himself down. And somebody needed to say that to him. I got the job because he asked me the question. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't volunteer for this. Um, uh, but at the same time, I wanted to give him something to aspire to rather than just simply being, you know, condemning his behavior. Mm-hmm. And that worked in that instance. I can't tell you I've always been so wise in my counsel. Whoever is. But I love that you said that because... Um, in the same relationship that I'm referring to with this particular friend, um, you're right. When we, when I've seen him be truly transparent, you know, vulnerable mm-hmm. and honest, um, it's often messy, but it's so sincere that it's it's beautiful in its own little chaos. You know, it's. It is, it is who he really is and what he's really going through. And for a minute, he's less of the public figure and he's just himself. He's less of, you know, whoever he thinks he needs to be for everybody else. And he's just himself. And um, when I have said that I so, and not necessarily in the moment, sometimes I just let it sit and then I'll send a text message and I'll say, you know, I loved that you just let it rip, you know. Mm-hmm. in such and such conversation or you were just so raw with blah 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 that um I just it was just nice to be able to feel the real you in the midst of that and and you're right you get more of that beha- assuming you're dealing with a good person you mm-hmm. know right. you get more of that positive behavior as a byproduct of the spotlight you put on the desired behavior or the better version of the individual. And it's not that I, in any way that I expect anybody to be running around and, you know, disclosing all of their imperfections and, you know, any of those kinds of things. It's just that sincerity has such value, you know, and being honest about where you are has such incredible value, not only for yourself, but the other people around you, that I would just love to see him be more of that person on a regular basis. And sometimes I have been responsible for why I don't think more of that has happened for him as one of the closest people in his life. I didn't always say what I could have said or should have said Hmm. in the moment to invite him to a higher level of himself because it was just easier to just let it slide today. You know, thinking about your uh, your your totem, your red <laughs> Um I think another one of those uh, ways that we can observe ourselves um, more objectively is to recognize um, whether there's kind of a theme. Um, <laughs> right. You know, so if you find yourself in a situation with someone with whom you are in a relationship of whatever kind, whether it's a collegial relationship or a love relationship or whatever it may be, and the same subject keeps coming up, the same theme, you know, um, 
and that person is, you know, continues to go down the same path mm -hmm. and you've had these conversations before, whether you were blunt or a little more tactful, right. uh, uh, if you find yourself giving the same counsel again, time to step back. And uh, again, I'll, a personal anecdote, I, I was in a at lunch with a, a good friend who's going through some marital difficulties. And this isn't the first time. Um, these things flare up and then they go away. And uh, I probably should have asked this question a long time ago, but I, at least in my defense, I, I did ask it on this occasion. I, I looked at my friend and I said to him, so why are you still in this marriage? Right. What's keeping you here? Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a negative right. sense. I'm saying, well, you know, Tell me why haven't you? Yeah, why haven't you walked you away? Exactly. What are the things that you find about your partner that are keeping you here? Mm -hmm. What are you getting out of this relationship mm -hmm. that's positive? Mm -hmm. And it immediately changed the conversation from a litany of what she did. Right. Wrong and, at that. Well, and I want to say that this is a, a you know a fellow who's you know pretty good at calling himself out, but he was on a tear here, mm -hmm. and and the tear was you know, and, and and this is what's wrong, and this is what I don't get, and this is what I'm not happy about, and and so the question kind of really pulled him out of that um, refrain, and forced him, and and then my follow up question was, if your mate were here right now, mm -hmm. what would she say? Mm -hmm. Do you know? Have you ever talked about it? Right. Uh, as it turned out, his answer was, uh, he, he offered up a speculation. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it would be interesting to see if you asked that question. What, what your the actual answer, answer mm -hmm. would have been. What the answer would have been. And here's the irony, he did. And it was nothing like what like he was speculating. He thought, right? Um, it rarely ever is. Yeah. Uh, so I think that there, are, you know, there there are ways to to at least grow the suspicion that you might be <laughs> leading people in the wrong direction. Um, uh, uh, I, I, it has to do with our, our, you know, our genuine desire. I think as human beings who are empathetic um, to try to help, but sometimes our help is not the right kind of help. Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing sometimes to do the ugly, messy stuff for the greater good. I mm -hmm. sometimes use the example that um, the most beautiful things come out of some of the most ugly circumstances. And if you've ever seen a woman have a baby, that is really ugly, messy stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then on the other side of all of that pain, all of that noise, all of that mess is one of the most perfect creations known to mankind. And so in much of our relationships, we have to do very similar things that we have to be willing to get a little bit messy, a little get, bit uncomfortable, and there might be a little bit of pain to go with that. But on the other side of that is some of the most beautiful things that we will ever experience, both in love and in life. Yeah. The, yeah I'm always astounded at, uh, <laughs> at uh, the poetry of your insights. <laughs> It's mutual, uh, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Another episode of Love Life. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thank Kamaria and 
Todd. And if you'd like to write to us about this or any other episode um, or have some suggestions, please write to us at alvin at lovelife.digital. Or Doug at lovelife.digital. And we will be back next in week. another week for more Love Life. Connect with you then. Bye, folks. <laughs>